The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer talk about Nick Khan's comments on the future of Raw and SmackDown with Pat McAfee. Also, we get into The Rock, and I do mean The Rock, now being a board member for TKO. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I want to bring up the conversation that we were having immediately before we went on the air today, and that is about The Rock and The the Rock's interview on First Take from yesterday. We played a little sound from uh, Stephen A. Smith talking to The Rock about WrestleMania. But even before they got into that, um, The Rock talked about now him being on the board of directors uh, for TKO. And he talked about part of the deal is he has ownership of The Rock name. And he talked about, you know, his grandfather, talked about his father. Um, And by the way, Stephen A. Smith, a big wrestling fan, Shannon Sharp a big wrestling fan. For those who haven't heard it, definitely listen to Club Shay Shay and Shannon Sharp's interview with Ric Flair, which was outstanding. But a lot of wrestling knowledge between those two. Um, and he just talked about pro wrestling. And I love, and you and guys, you know this, I love when they say pro wrestling and not sport, sports entertainment. I get it. I understand it. But, you know, when it comes to the history of this business, I just love hearing those two words. And The Rock said it over and over again. And he talked about his grandfather. He talked about his father and how they never would have believed that there would be a day where, you know, The Rock would have ownership of his name and be on the board of directors for the WWE. And that's exactly what's happened with Dwayne Johnson. And Shannon Sharp even said, you know what? Now that you have ownership of your name, I'm not calling you Dwayne Johnson. You're The Rock. And now he can use that moniker. You know, guys, and I'll start with you, Tommy. This is huge. When you talk about somebody who grew up in the business and went through the ebbs and flows of what this business can do, and and The Rock described it, for him to be on the board of directors and for him to have ownership of his name, man. You know, I know we joke around a lot. We talk a lot about The Rock, me especially about, you know, with Cody and everything. But, man, the utmost respect for somebody like The Rock. 
but of course, um, and and listen, you think about whatever sport you wanted to play. Um, if you grew up, uh, you know, the Giants quarterback, uh, Tommy DeVito, he grew up a Giants fan. There's one thing to play for the team that you grew up watching. And, you know, playing in the NFL, Tom Brady always wanted to play, you know, San Francisco. He grew up there. And you have all these dreams, Bully and myself going to Madison Square Garden, seeing these iconic moments, and then working for that company or wrestling in these venues. It's one thing. But then it's like very few could say like, uh, well, I can't even say very few. One could say, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, uh, I'm on the board of the biggest wrestling company in the world. It's as close to owning it as you possibly can, which I'm sure, you know, he could. But, I mean, it's totally, it's a surreal thing what happened. And, you know, with with Rock, I mean, even the name of his, his company, Seven Bucks, Rock is very, very uh, a real, like, a real person. And, you know, you see it on his you know, social medias where he's meeting fans. He's also, you know, stuff that he's done for his mom. But yes, I mean, we saw it in the young rock. He has, you know, his father was on top and then his father was on the bottom and having to live that life or getting evicted from his home and, you know, telling his, making a promise to himself, he'll never be in that situation, especially for his mom. These are all very, very commendable traits of a human being. And he has worked his ass off. And, you know, he, he, he did it in the ring. He's done it in movies, the ownership of the rock name as well. That was a big, when he had a rift with WWE and now that he has that back, I mean, it's, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that we're seeing. And I mean, yesterday, if you were a shareholder, you were extremely excited for how much their stock had jumped up. And I mean, WWE has been the leader in sports entertainment for a long, long time. And it's just going to continue. Dave, here's a perspective on ownership of the name. When you, back in the day, when you went through the WWE, you come up in the WWE, it, no matter what, the, the minute you put your you, you you put your signature on a WWE contract, they own every last thing about you for the length of that contract. Unless you're coming in with your real name, they own it. So being able to obtain ownership of The Rock is on par with any band out there being able to gain control and ownership of their own music and their own publishing. Dave, think about Cody. He was Cody. He could not use Cody Rhodes anywhere else yep. but WWE. It's a big, big thing. He got Cody over, but Cody had no last name. It's pretty incredible. And, you know, he even talked about, because what you were saying, Tommy, about, you know, even with, you know, Peter Maivia and, and with Rocky Johnson, the highs and lows, he's at the top. And, and you mentioned Young Rock, TV series Young Rock, which I was a big fan of. You saw those ebbs and flows. One day you're at the top and you're in the main event. The next day you're at the bottom of the card. And he even talked about that in that interview where, where he didn't want at first to be a professional wrestler because he saw the struggles his dad had financially. So he wanted to be an NFL player. That was his dream. And when that was dashed, then that's when he decided he wanted to be a pro wrestler. So for him to be a pro wrestler, just like his grandfather, just like his dad, 
And he said it. He goes, if it wasn't for pro wrestling, I would never have been an actor. I never would have been a movie star. He goes, it all comes back to the family business, which is pro wrestling. And I I always enjoy when people remember their roots and remember where they started from. And listening to that interview, The Rock has never forgotten where he's come from and what his family is all about. And and I respect The Rock for that. And the business that The Rock uh, witnessed as a child, the business that uh, Peter Maivia was in and, you know, Rock's dad, Rocky Johnson, that was probably the most difficult time to make money in wrestling because Tommy will back this up. There was no such thing as a downside guarantee. You only got paid if people were in the arena that night. You got paid on the house. The a WWF guarantee back in the day, Dave, are you ready for this? I think we may have discussed it once or twice. If you signed a contract way back in the day, the contract was a guarantee of 10 days per year for $150 a night. Think about that. You're a professional wrestler for the WWF back in the day. And you have you are guaranteed to wrestle for them 10 nights per year at $150 per night. So basically you're guaranteed for the year $1,500. Correct. And that was a WWE contract for a long time. And this is why I've always said every wrestler on the planet owes a debt of gratitude to Eric Bischoff. Because once Eric Bischoff came around, then there was guaranteed money. Then the downside guarantee became a thing. Now you could be lured to WCW and you you know heard like, hey, you'll make a minimum of $225,000 a year. Because before Eric threw some money around like that, none of that existed. It was that old school, corny way of doing things, which is not really a wrong way of doing things because no promoter is going to pay an independent contractor, you know, obscene money or more than the house is dictated. So if nobody's showing up to the shows, that means nobody's over enough to put asses in seats. Why should you be paid so much money? And that, and that's it. And I, I kind of understand, not that I kind of understand, I understand the way that business was done. It, you, when, you, when, you, when you spell it out and you look back on it, it sounds ridiculous, but that's the structure. And it's kind of like what you guys always say, it's betting on yourself. Can, can I take this? Can I do this? And can I withstand it? I mean, I, I've always talked about this show for the longest time. I didn't get paid for doing this show. And a lot of people said to me, what's wrong with you? Why would you do something and not get paid? But I knew eventually it would work out. And obviously I would have been able to make it my career and it worked out, but it may have blown up in my face and I may have put in all that work and not get paid at all. It's taking a big chance. And, but I see the rock looking back at that structure that you're talking about bully that his grandfather and his father worked through. And, and I can understand him saying, you know what? I'm, I'm re- I'm probably not going to make a lot of money if I become a professional wrestler. But boy, if I could become an NFL player, 
then I'm going to be making next level money. And but here he is in 2024 saying he owes everything to the business of pro wrestling. And there he is ringing that bell on the stock market, you know, as a board of director for that company and being able to own his name. I mean, you know, kudos to The Rock because, man, I'm sure he's very, very proud of himself. And I'm sure last night when he went to bed, he was talking to his grandfather and his father saying, I, I did this for you and you know and and look where I am. That's a special that's a very special moment for the rock. So and now and, it's and, on to uh main event WrestleMania. Well see against Roman Reigns in Philadelphia. And, and if you think about it, Dave, um if there is any truth and, and I'm sure there is to Rock's story of having $7 in his pocket. That's what he had to his name, seven bucks, which is the name of his, uh, you know, company also seven bucks productions. Think about having $7 in your pocket. And then where he stood yesterday, he's on top of the world in Hollywood. He's now on the board for, uh, you know, TKO and things are, you know, going pretty damn good for him. He's going to be a great figurehead for TKO Endeavor. And as Tommy said, he's going to go on to main event WrestleMania and defeat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Hello, Dave. Earth to Dave. David. All that nice praise is out the window. Well, you said it. And I know we we touched on it at the end of the show yesterday. But I do want to play that clip between Stephen A. Smith and The Rock. I want to get your take again, Bully. I want to get Tommy's take on that. And are we going to see that match at WrestleMania 40? Also, on a side note, after hearing everything from The Rock, I think everybody, when you're just talking about $7 in his pocket, I think everybody can relate to the fact at some point they hit rock bottom. And if there was ever a story where you could say, you know what, that's not the end of my story, that there is more. I mean, I think it's an inspiration to people to hear the rock story, where he was and where he came from and where he is right now. So if there's anybody out there that may have felt like, hey, man, they're at the end of their rope or they're at the end of their story, it's not. It's just a new chapter that's coming. So keep on working and keep on kicking. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past, all available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know 
Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I want to go back to something that we heard yesterday, and that was Nick Khan. Nick Khan was on, uh, he was on with our guy. Who, by the way, who knows, maybe in the future we might see him with another WrestleMania moment. But Nick Khan had some things to say about the future of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown with Pat McAfee. And let's listen to Nick Khan talking about the future of Monday Night Raw. At this moment in time, it remains Monday Night Raw. But keep in mind, we got ten and a half months until this deal's up and running. So we're looking at what you're looking at and what everyone else is looking at. You have a proliferation of gambling with Monday Night Football. You have an enhanced Disney package, better games. So you got a lot of Mondays where there's stiff competition. That said, even against Alabama-Michigan and the Washington-Texas game uh, a few weeks ago, Monday Night Raw did a .6 in the 18-49 to demo, which is a massive rating against big competition. If we stay on Mondays, it'll work. 
If we move it to a different day, we think it'll work too. Such a baby face promo right there. <laughs> I mean, Pat McAfee. Listen, he's basically saying we have no competition. So it, I, I'm just very interested. Do you mess with the institution of Monday Night Raw by thinking about switching it off of Monday nights? Tommy, what do you think? I do not. It's a staple just like saying there's no Monday Night Football. Uh, what they did is they added to it Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. But I feel it's a staple. It's a risk if you do it. Uh, I look at it where I seriously am like, unless I have to watch it for the show, don't know if I'll be watching it on Netflix. Um, Just because of, I'd be like, I could pick up enough through social media, all that stuff. That's just me. This is a massive movement. And, and I was having this discussion with my friend, uh, earlier, we both have younger kids and it's a generational thing. David, how do we used to get our news? The newspaper yeah. old streaming services are more, are going to be bigger than cable. And, you know, a lot of people, I, I think in 20 years, it'll be the weirder thing to have cable as opposed to having streaming services. I think it's generational. And in 20 yeah. years, it'll be totally different. I mean, cable is shrinking and streaming is growing. So it makes yep. sense. But, but, Dave, but earlier on, Dave, earlier on, I, I said, I, I think at this point, the WWE can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, did it, it, did it, Nick Khan just basically say the same thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, 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 he basically said, we have no competition. We're, it- and, and, and honestly, which with a streaming service, guys, and we and we and obviously in this day and age with DVRs and everything else, you don't have to necessarily watch it live. If you're watching the Monday night football game, well, then watch the Monday night football game. And either after the game or the next morning, you watch Monday night raw. It doesn't matter as long as you're watching. I mean, that's part of the beauty of, of the streaming service. So I think I, a big I, catch will be for 2025 advertising what you may or may not see or then shocking people to get people to go, oh, wait, what's happening? And that'll drive it from social media to Netflix. That's how I feel because of exactly how I'm currently watching uh, on Peacock Ted because I want to watch the Ted TV show. So I went back to watch the movie Ted. And what did I do? I stopped it because I know I'm going to go back and watch it and I'll watch pieces of it. Um, That's another thing. Is it going to be live and then you can't watch it? Or are you going to have the entire one-year library where I could watch binge watch a year of Raw, like a season, and then do the next season? That's what I really also liked about day one, where if it's day one, season, whatever, I know because that's also how they do it with in Netflix. Season one, episode one, episode two, episode 52, and then they got to go season two. This is Pat McAfee asking Nick Khan about the future of SmackDown. We think we're in business with two great partners. Um, What we did once the SmackDown deal closed, which will shift SmackDown over from Fox to USA starting this October 1, we focused or hyper-focused on Raw. All right. So, um, again, 
there's a lot of things that are being juggled with the WWE right now. So I like that word, hyper focus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, They're it's juggling like, and they haven't dropped anything. It's like yeah. when they say, uh, we're live live as opposed to live. Live yes. live was a big thing. <laughs> super live. We're super live. And and you know, when Nick yeah. Khan says that WWE has no competition, uh, to clear that up because I could hear AEW fans screaming throughout the universe, uh, like when they blew up Alderan. AEW is an alternative product to the WWE. From a business point of view, it it's it's light years apart from a business point of view. Does Tony Khan have a lot of money in his bank account like the WWE has a lot of money? Yes, he does. And that money was made elsewhere. That's that's where the no competition uh comes in. AEW alternative can the, that ship has sailed. That window of opportunity now is closed for AEW or any other wrestling company on the planet to be competition to the WWE. It's it it's simply an alternative product. And that David, be, how oh, go ahead. how WWE always did their business, Bully said it. Bully, and that was a very, very awesome observation because he lived it about the Attitude Era to now. What WWE always do, they would build it on superstars. Paul Heyman came in, built his company because he knew he couldn't compete. He built it on a brand. WWE is building the brand as well as their superstars. They oh, have all yeah. their baby faces super duper over, and their brand is super duper over. That's the most ideal way. You can't say, like ECW, we did violence, and then everyone else started doing violence. So then Paul was like, we got to go to wrestling. And then, but when, you know, AEW, they have great wrestlers. They have great, um, they have ex-superstars. They're building their their people. But WWE is just next level where everybody is just on top. And they've done it the way you want to really build a brand. And to back what Tommy is saying up, Dave, does the WWE at this very moment have a Stone Cold Steve Austin? No. Do they have a rock? No. I could probably just stop right there. So if they don't have a Stone Cold Steve Austin and they don't have a rock, how could the company possibly be bigger today than it was then? We had, Bully, you and I actually had this discussion over the phone yesterday. And yes, back in, you know, 2000, if you walked into a mall, you saw Stone Cold shirts, you saw Triple H shirts. It was, it was part of pop culture here in the States. There's no doubt about it. You know, you could go anywhere right now. You probably don't see a wrestling shirt until you actually went to a wrestling event. However, this is now global. This is beyond like beyond like you said, Tommy, anything that they probably could have ever imagined 25, 30 years ago. Because maybe, you know, a wrestler on the Monday Night Raw roster isn't as big as a Taylor Swift. But you know what? Everybody knows around the world who Cody Rhodes is, who Roman Reigns is, who CM Punk is. And that is, without a doubt, what the goal was. And they're actually reaping the benefits right now. Yep. Uh, and, you know, the brand, the New York Yankees, they went out, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge. They got their brand more over. And what it's different between sports and sports entertainment, the Yankees need to win the World Series. If the Yankees go on the run, they did like, when they were the 90s Yankees, they're that brand. And everybody else, like, look what the Dodgers did in all these great signings. 
but the Dodgers need to win the big one to be the brand. But honestly, I feel like if you talk about the brand, what's the biggest brand in baseball? It's the New York Yankees. And how they've done it without winning championships. They won a lot, but all these years investing, what, I, what I'm trying to say is the WWE has done it perfect right now. And that train's going to keep on going. And with the comparison you just gave, Dave, I thought you were going to more in the direction of, yeah, Taylor Swift is this big star on the planet. The WWE doesn't have a Taylor Swift. The WWE is the Taylor Swift. Yeah, they're they're the brand. They're the brand. Like, they, in a lot of ways, it's a win-win situation for the WWE. For a long time, we were having a conversation that they didn't want to have one single wrestler bigger than the brand. But now it's at the point that the brand is so big, there's no way one single wrestler could be as big as the brand because the brand is so massive right now. And it, by design. Yeah. Correct. Because they don't ever want to hear anybody tell them no again. Hey, Steve. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Hey, Steve, you want to come in for Mania? Oh, I don't know. What's the payday? Who am I working with? Now the WWE has to answer, answer to Steve, to Rock to Brock, to Cena. All of those guys became bigger than the brand. There's not one person under that roof right now who's bigger than the brand. Yes, like a Logan Paul, technically he can maybe be bigger than the brand because he's an outsider. He created... He created his his superstardom outside the WWE. Yeah, but bully, take him or leave him. Like if you have him as a part of WrestleMania, that's great. If you don't have him, that's all right. Yeah. No, yeah. no problem. But but Roman, <laughs> let's take the biggest male and the biggest female. Roman and Charlotte. Roman and Charlotte will never ever be able to say no to the WWE because Roman and Charlotte will never become bigger than the WWE. Tommy, listen- agree or not? Agree. And why I say by design, Bret Hart situation, Steve Austin situation. That will never, ever happen ever again. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank thank you for your service. We, but Bully, one of the names you just brought up in Charlotte isn't going to be at WrestleMania 40. Hell, there's a chance Seth Rollins, who's your world heavyweight champion, may not be at WrestleMania. And you want to know something? Machine just keeps rolling. Machine just keeps rolling. I mean, WWE listen. does not stop ever yeah. for nobody. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation Channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.